Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are going to start a little bit of a mini series on the foundation principles. We have done a podcast all about the foundation principles, but it was just one podcast in itself. And we thought that each of the principles themselves could do with their own podcast. So that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to dive deep into each of the foundation principles. So the first one that we're going to do is stinking thinking. So thinking is one of our foundation principles because you can't have a healthy body if if you're still thinking about rubbish thoughts and what goes on in your mind goes on in your body as well. Isn't that right, Dan? Yeah, you literally are what you think. Mm. Or another way to think of it is the mind is the body and the body is the mind. They both kind of parallel each other. You can tell when someone's having negative thoughts, they have bad body language. But even just by improving your body language and getting your body healthy, that can improve your thoughts. It works both ways. And people often think of thinking as like a standalone thing. But if you improve your diet, improve your hydration, improve your sleep, improve your movement, that will improve your thinking as well, which is really important, which is kind of hard to wrap your head around. But imagine if you're, you're eating toxic food and you just you don't get enough movement every day and you're going to sleep at the wrong times then that's going to affect your thoughts. So toxic food will create toxic thoughts. Even if you don't really believe in this whole positive thinking movement, it's a little bit kind of hippie, isn't it, when you, mm. when you start talking about it? But if you just want to think about, yeah, if you just get your body healthy, then your mind will automatically become healthy as a byproduct. That's um, that's a simpler way or like an easier introduction into positive thinking, I would say. I like to think of it as like a spiral that... If you start doing something, so every day you just do one little thing, um, say, say start drinking water, drink enough water, that then you do that for a couple of days or weeks just so you get that habit down and then start with another one, maybe get into bed on the right time. And that kind of starts that spiral upwards that you can't help. You get caught up in that and then that will lead to eating better and then that will lead to you start to think better, your mind gets clearer. So all of this stuff that we talk about, it's not, anything is not in isolation and we're all everything is connected and everything's connected in the body and the more that you work on one thing that has an impact on all the other things and all the other systems in the body so it's it's all about connection isn't it Dan but that's a really good point because you can do it both ways so there's for instance there's six foundation principles if you just improve one of those things it's going to have a knock-on effect on the others and imagine if you're doing five really well and you're, you're lacking in the sixth one just by doing the other five well you're going to bring the sixth one up so it kind of works both ways doesn't it it totally does yeah um, so yeah but it's important to identify kind of where you're lacking in the first place thinking is becoming more and more popular there's more kind of meditative practices these days and positive affirmations it's still kind of looked down upon I think a little bit you get called a hippie and it's very woo woo and it's very kind of soft I think the secret when that came out, that was a it was a bit of a big mind shift. There's obviously a few flaws in that whole system, but it still has a little bit of a negative connotation. But for one, it doesn't cost anything. It's not going to make you worse. And yeah, I think people should give it a try. There's, there's a few different techniques you can do. 
Yeah, you're right, Dan. It's it's just one of those, I think because life in the 21st century has got so busy with everything. We've, it's like we're in the information age, aren't we? We've got information overload. And our brains aren't meant to take in all this information. And we're not meant to know all this stuff. We're not meant to be able to just Google something and then have the whole world of knowledge at our fingertips, you know? We had to go to a library and look up stuff. Say you'd written a book about something, you know, back in the day. So we've got so much knowledge at our fingertips and so much information and so much stuff going on and that pressure, the external pressures to be this and do that and look this way, that you you need that. It, this is like your downtime, isn't it? This is your recalibration of your brain to just filter out all of that knowledge and stuff to just say right what do I actually want to do because you just get that whole confusion through lack of clarity kind of thing muddied waters there's so much over information even the amount of people that you know like humans are designed to live in <laughs> tribes aren't they and you go on 30, Facebook, isn't it yeah and there's, there's a, you have a million friends on Facebook and and like you said that downtime is really important to figure out what is actually relevant in your life because most of our thoughts aren't our own really like you say, we have a lot of junk thoughts or kind of these, this junk just floating around in our mind. And you got to remember that we're influenced by advertising, television, friends, family, religion, our upbringing, school. So how much, how many of those thoughts are actually yours? Or are mm. you just, are you just repeating things that you don't actually believe in just out of unconscious behavior? So that's when having like a, some downtime and trying to just think more positively or even just become aware of what your thoughts are, which is a good starting point, is a good point. Is a good uh, starting point to try and realize where you need to improve and what actually are your dominant thoughts and what you believe in. Yeah, when we were at the Czech Institute, we learned. You'll remember this because I'm just going to probably rehash it all up. That ninety percent of the thoughts that you have were the same as yesterday, uh, and ninety percent of them are negative thoughts. Is that right? Something like that? Yeah, it's, it's something like 68,000 thoughts a day and 50,000 of those are negative. And that happens day after day after day. Yeah. So something like that, yeah. The same thoughts each day and most of them are negative. So it's we talk a lot about awareness in this podcast, don't we? So it's being aware of what are those thoughts and where are they coming from and how can you appease them and also it's not just your thoughts as well because your thoughts become your actions and they become your deeds so if you've got all these negative thoughts going around in your head then you know all these like facebook trolls and stuff i mean why would they spend their time just trying to bring other people down that's just lowering their own vibration isn't it and trying to bring everybody else down to their vibration just don't get involved with it because it just messes with your mind I think all of that stuff yeah that's just they're just expressing what they think of themselves they're just externalizing yeah. that so don't get invested in that there's a place for constructive criticism which is really important but like you say trolls and people who are just being negative it's just the way they feel about themselves they're just trying to give it to other people because they don't like they don't like themselves really so that's a good opportunity really if you're kind of a, a victim of that type of mentality or you're the person who isn't feeling very good about themselves or kind of you're going through a really hard time, use that as an opportunity, like you said, for awareness to try and realize what your subconscious thoughts are and what's going on in, in your mind. But use it as a time to become more empathetic and compassionate because when you're feeling low, 
you then start to realize that there's a lot of other people out there who actually have these thoughts as well. Mm. And then if you can also bring yourself out of that, then inevitably there's going to be lessons which you've learned. So then try and share those lessons with people who are going through a hard time. So having negative thinking ultimately does come with benefits, I would say, mm-hmm. as well. So try and obviously try and work your way out of it, but then give back to people who are in who are in similar situations because that's also just as important, I would say. Yeah, you're right. You are right, but it's difficult sometimes, isn't it? I like always like to think about the archetypes, you know, and every archetype has a shadow archetype. So the maiden has the crone and the warrior has the the coward or I can't remember which one it is but you know each archetype and sometimes you come face to face with your shadow archetypes don't you in those times those you know when you feel jealousy or contempt or something you just don't like another person or what they're saying rather than getting involved that's your that's when you're starting to face your shadow archetype and so be aware when they show up in your body and in your mind and how often are they showing up and who are they you know think of isn't it star wars that is the typical archetypal movie of the good guys and the bad guys and i know star wars has the the hero's journey uh i think it's the archetypes as well that they've got like darth vader obviously that's not one of carl young's (laughs) 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 but when darth vader shows up in your in your psyche then you know that time to do some work and get that out of your system absolutely yeah and when it comes to doing the work I think the first step is just quiet time doesn't necessarily have to be kind of a deep spiritual meditative practice I mean that's that's really good and if you can get to that point fantastic but even just getting away from the external influences a little bit so get away from your phone for a little bit get away from the tv if you've got a busy household try and say to your family I just need just a couple hours on my own otherwise I'm not going to be me Mm. you know these things can't be overestimated and then even um, like journaling things like just getting your thoughts out of your head so then you can even assess them in the first place really important and then when you when you can then kind of see what thoughts you're having then you can think is it worth even investing all my energy into these thoughts when they're just not serving what I actually believe in so Mm. yeah it's just kind of sifting through the junk a little bit and you need quiet time to do that absolutely and you know like I don't have a deep meditative practice at all but every day I walk the dog I go out have a bath have quiet time you know I've got my studio I can go to so every day I've got some kind of quiet time and I think everybody needs that yeah I find when I go to the gym that's kind of almost a meditative state for me as well well I do listen to music but Oftentimes it's just in the, it's in the background and I find my mind just kind of wandering, you know, when you're kind mm-hmm. of almost daydreaming and you're just going through the exercises. It's kind of two birds with one stone because it's almost like a, a thinking practice, but and it's also like a physical practice as well. So for me, that that really works. For other people, it might be more of a another movement practice, like like you say, walking the dog or doing something like yoga, or it could just be kind of a still practice, like a sitting meditation. So a little bit of experimentation might come in handy as well. It's like the diet one that we did. It's like, what works for you? <laughs> Don't what, look at what everyone else is doing. If somebody's doing deep meditation, you think, oh God, I've got to have an hour of that. It's whatever works for you and what you can fit into your life and make it a bit better. Even like if you've only got five minutes, it's better than no minutes. Absolutely. And when you do 
start to figure out kind of what your dominant thoughts are and you're trying to correct the negative ones. We've mentioned this before. I can't remember which podcast it was, but it was the name it, blame it, tame it approach. Mm. I mean, as soon as you kind of realize, right, these are the negative thoughts I'm having, then put a name on them. So I'm having this thought about this diet or this religion and I don't like it. It makes me feel anxious. So then blame it. So blame those anxious feelings or blame those scary feelings on those dominant thoughts. So you actually, for the way you're feeling, you're blaming something, you're blaming these Mm -hmm. thoughts that you're having. So you've named it, you've blamed it, but then comes time. Then you have to tame it. You have to turn it around and say, well, I actually don't believe in this. It's taken up all this mental energy and it's something which I can't even control. So then you have to get rid of, get rid of those thoughts, but you have to replace them with positive ones. And it's like, the more you do the positive ones, the old ones just fade away. But like you say, it's even if it's five minutes a day over a year, two years, 10 years, it then becomes this like the strongest link in your mind, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, also a flip in the coin as well. That was something else we learned, wasn't it? So all those negative thoughts that you've got, say you're thinking, Oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this. And, uh, but flip the coin. What are you good at? What, why everybody's got to start somewhere. You've got to be a beginner at something. So, you know, accept that where the position that you are and what is it teaching you? What lesson do you need to learn? What do you need to get better at? Isn't it Tony Robbins? I'm going to drop a Tony Robbins quote in. I don't know if it was him or Jim Rohn said this. Don't wish that it was easier. Wish that you were better. And that's it. It's just keep on going, isn't it? So Yeah, and no one can do what you can do in the, the exact way that you can do it. So I, I often get stuck with this kind of negative thought. This is a, an example of me. There's so much, inf- like you've mentioned earlier on, there's so much information out there. There's nothing you don't know. There's nothing you mm. can find out on Google with within five seconds. So I often get kind of caught up in that. Well, why would people listen to me when they can just find the information out there themselves? But then I th- try and flip that and think, well, no one can deliver that message in the way that you can deliver that message with your unique style. And some people react to different people better. Me and you can listen to Tony Robbins or Paul Check and get deep, profound learning experiences. Other people can listen to those two guys and really hate them. And they yeah, just don't exactly. click. Yeah. So it's it's really, that's the way I kind of I flip the coin as an example. But yeah, flipping the coin, is it's a really good technique. I had a really good, I think it was Jason Manford on the, getting interviewed on the radio the other day. And he was saying that, you know, he was really upset that people didn't like his comedy, you know, when he did his stand-up shows, when he first started and he said, like, people really hated him and it's really awful getting on stage and knowing that people hate you. And his uncle said something really profound to him. He said, look, Jesus was the most perfect man on the earth, yet people hated him. (laughs) Uh, That's true, yeah. (laughs) And they killed him. So (laughs) he says, like, are you trying to be better than Jesus? And um it's like true, isn't it? Are we trying to be better than Jesus? Because Jesus was the most perfect God, son of God, sent to earth to teach us all. And, you know, they he got even he, they didn't like him, he got crucified. So, you know, are we trying to be better than Jesus by wanting everyone to like us? Yeah, that's where we compare ourselves to people all the time. But we compare ourselves to people on television and social media, but we only see the good sides. You kind of compare yourself to 10 people who you follow on social media and pick their 10 best parts. And then that would make you 10 times better than everyone else. Yeah. And so of course, you're only seeing their highlights as well on social media. You've never seen their, their low lights. So yeah, it's, it's, you have to be realistic, don't you? But it was yeah. interesting when you said about the Jason Manford thing. 
it reminded me of something I heard years ago. I think it was a, a musician or a comedian. I can't remember who exactly it was. And they, I think they were really famous, but I think it was when Twitter or Instagram was not really up in like the scale of what it is now. Mm. And this guy only had like 500 followers and someone had put on there, you, you've got all this money, but you've only got 500 followers. And he's like, Jesus only had 12. Then he did all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Our podcast is turning a bit into a Jesus podcast today. <laughs> yeah, it's taken 42 episodes to get religious. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true, though, isn't it? He only needed 12 disciples, and his message got right around the world without the internet. So, you know, we've, so we've got hope for our podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> Be a bit more like Jesus. <laughs> what would Jesus do? So can I go full on hippie mode now? Hippie Dan? All right, go on then. So if we are working on the thinking aspect of our brain, the good aromatherapy oils to use, which are the deep meditative oils, would be lavender. Lavender's good. I think it was Joseph Campbell who wrote The Hero's Journey, who also starred in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't star in Star Wars, by the way, but Star Wars was based upon The Hero's Journey that Joseph Campbell famously wrote. And um, Joseph Campbell said lavender oil is like the essence for the psyche and um, lavender really is. So if you want to work on these thoughts, then you could have, you could use lavender. Another one that I really love is frankincense. Guess what Jesus got for his presence? <laughs> this is not planned listeners. This is not, we're not trying to convert you to Christianity. Yeah. So frankincense and rosewood so those oils would be the ones that if you wanted to work specifically you know like what we've said before like aromatherapy crystals all of that kind of stuff that I love is just gonna like shift the dial just a little bit more and focus the energies focus the mind whatever you use oh let me remind me to tell me tell you something in a minute lavender frankincense and rosewood would be the oils that you would use to work on the psyche um, either you could put them on a handkerchief or you could put them in a diffuser, something like that. Like if you want to do a meditation, um, you could put them in, maybe not in the car, not frankincense, because it's a really deep oil that's often used in churches and stuff. So it's very meditative, heavy oil. So those are the ones that you would work on for the seventh chakra, which is the psyche, the mind and all of the thoughts. So that's quite a good one. Yes. Yeah, so what was that thing I had to remind you of? <laughs> So the thing you had to remind us of. So you know how um, we love thieves oil. Yeah. So listeners, if you've not heard us going on about thieves oil, I think I've actually converted half of Durham into loving thieves oil. So thieves oil is a blend of oils that was used by thieves in, um, I think it was 16th century France when the Black Death was sweeping the, the plains. And um, these thieves, there was lots of, at the time, the ports were closed, you know, like similar to us. Um, there was a massive plague sweeping around. The ports were closed. There was lots of merchants on the um, who didn't have anything to do. So the thieves went and chatted to them and said, like, what's good oils to use? So the, the merchants gave them like six oils of a blend and the, the thieves covered themselves in these oils while they went out to rob the people who were dying of the Black Death and they never caught the Black Death. Anyway, the judge, when they did get, <laughs> they did actually get caught. They didn't get caught to the Black Death, but they got caught by the police. Or whoever and the uh, uh, judge said I won't I'll be lenient on my sentencing but you need to give me a recipe so that's the legend of thieves oil anyway I've converted half the people to thieves oil and in significant oils in thieves oil is eucalyptus clove and lemon 
and um, I was watching a doctor on the TV the other day um, saying about how people have lost their sense of smell through COVID and sense of smell and sense of taste. And she was saying that you have to really retrain those senses again um, after you've had this to work. And so, so she said the best three oils are lemon, clove and eucalyptus oil. And I was like, oh, that's half of thieves oil. So it's not interesting. Well, I'd be sorted if I got COVID because you give me some thieves oil that was so strong that if I had that in the diffuser, my sense of smell would come back <laughs> with an in, in an instant. You are not going to get COVID because that super strong <laughs> thieves oil that gave you. It's in my DNA. It was that strong. It is. That, nothing's going to get through that barrier. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, make, I do actually make super strong thieves oil, which um, <laughs> I think I've got loads of people actually addicted to it now because it is so good for you. Um, a couple of one of my clients who has had COVID said it was the only thing that she could bear to smell throughout the whole of her illness. Um, so it's it does does work. So why did I get onto that anyway? I was just telling you about aromatherapy oils. So that's got nothing to do with thinking. You've just gone off on a on a tangent. I think I think you've been um, diffusing something else. Have you been on anything else before you go on this podcast? You've been on a religious experience. <laughs> essential oils so yeah so that's um thieves oil people if you want some let me know because I, i'll make some but it is super strong but super good and um the oils that you would use for thinking are not thieves oil, but lavender frankincense and rosewood yeah yeah there's there's the bridge to the gap which we were talking yeah, about brought us back now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, so these things do help you if you're going to do a kind of a spiritual practice or a meditative type of practice, or you just want to sit and have some quiet time. Yeah, you can you can use things um, like essential oils, really, really good for, for changing that kind of energetic feel. And you can obviously play certain types of music, mm. which are going to relax you. And these things, like you, like you said, they don't, they're not massive, but they just help move the dial a little bit. And we spoke on our last podcast about putting barriers up and creating rituals so mm. it just kind of even smelling those essential oils or hearing a certain type of music it then signals that it's time for you to switch off and start having more positive thoughts so that can be really important because you have to get started they're like a little bit of a, a biohacker shortcut as well isn't it because if you can feel like your stress levels are um rising and you've got like a blend that you always use for meditation it's called anchoring so you can just smell that smell and it'll take you back to that an anchor that you put in like either your happy place or, you know, like your deep breathing exercises, that feeling. So it, it shortcuts your brain to just going back to that state rather than being in this hyper, hyper vigilant state. So it's, it's a bit of a biohack to use as well. So it's quite good. Yeah. And these, those anchors, we all have them. If, if, you've, if you've never heard of that term before and it sounds a little bit strange, we all have those songs that take us back to a certain time and mm. a certain place or a certain smell that takes us back to a time and place. So why not just create your own mm. a smell or a song or something that takes you into that place of relax, calm, and maybe just a reset. It's like when you can remember the song lyrics from like songs that you haven't heard for the last 30 years and you can remember the whole, I was doing a one the other day and I was rapping. It was some rap song. I suddenly I could do the whole full rap and I was like, where did that come from? But that's obviously some kind of um, anchor and even the boys were like, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm rapping, man. 
so yeah so that's that's the similar thing it's it's stored in a different part of your brain the memory the memory section of your brain where you can just bring yourself back to that time in a flash yeah cool so i think if we wrap it up there that's kind of a if you can do all these these little things and just get the ball rolling then it's really important because we are all part of like a a greater whole there's a bit of a, a mystery to life and if we just get caught up in the day-to-day and the tv and the social media then we don't realize our subconscious thoughts it can get really dangerous and we'll just get to the end of our lives and we'll realize that we haven't really created anything or lived our legacy which you've spoke about before so just start and try and be aware of your your dominant thoughts and if they are negative try and do anything you can just to shift the dial a little bit but keep it going consistency is key absolutely that's a good end point for us cool. yeah hope you've enjoyed part one of six and part two will be hydration excellent well done dan <laughs> see you soon everyone <laughs> see you soon bye